This is the third quarter of the 1981 qualifying final between Collingwood and Geelong on 3AW. Your commentators are David Grant and Rex Hunt. The tape was provided to me by Tony Curtis to digitise. There's a siren to sound the start of the third term at the Melbourne Cricket Ground. Brilliant uh, second quarter by Geelong. Has them in front by 14 points. And there's the bounce, Blake and Moore. Ball to ground. Tony Shaw tries to burrow his way through. To my mind, he's been the best rover on the ground. A little quiet in the second term, but what Collingwood player wasn't under that barrage that saw five goals from John Mossop. Magnificent stuff. Here's Shaw again. Gets the ball out free. Yates comes out to, to meet it across uh, the back of him as uh, Hawkins. Hawkins gets it down to ground. Picked away by Murray uh, Whitcomb. Whitcomb up towards centre half forward or into the centre now. There's uh, Neil coming out. Wheeling onto the right boot. Up towards Reynoldson. He's underneath the ball. Bright from uh, behind that player. It's all Geelong. They're leading in the race for the ball but this time Bright tries to do too much and he's caught with the ball and there'll be a penalty against him. Toomey to take it for the Magpies. He'll drive across towards the outer side of the ground with the Magpies kicking this term towards the uh, Jollymont end of the ground. Mark taken by Hawkins. The hand pass on to Bruns. Bruns up towards centre half forward. There's Magro who's on the ground and Magro sends the ball across towards Barham. Oh, blistering pace. Meters in front of Whitcomb, who really didn't try to cover the mark by Barham, chose instead to work his way up further afield to cover any forward move by Collingwood. There it comes now to Ray Shaw, uh, Tony Shaw. A lot of uh, Collingwood supporters would like to see Ray in the team today because they have too few runners all told. Umpire, boundary umpire Carberry with the ball in the early stages of the third term. It's Geelong on the Marlow scoreboard for 3AW, leading 59 points to 45. They go into attack up through peak towards the big fellow Mossop. Uh, Mossop the second grab, called on by umpire Robinson, and there'll be a bounce. Well, uh, to my mind, he was the only player to have two attempts at the ball and I'm surprised to see that there's a bounce taking place at centre-half forward. Mossop against Moore. Mossop in front. Kicks into the pack. Taken away by uh, Toomey to Smith. Smith, a swinging kick over towards Barham in front of Whitcomb. Neither player can mark. It allows, uh, coming in from behind, Reynoldson. The hand pass goes astray, but he follows up and then boots long and out of play. So a free kick to, to uh, Collingwood on the half-back flank, member side of the ground. That's the northern flank. And the Maggies, 45 points to 59 after two minutes into the second term. Third term. Stan Magro has the ball for Collingwood, and uh, Featherby is on the mark. Magro's going to favour the torpedo spiral punt that comes out nicely towards the centre wing behind is Hawkins and takes a great mark over the top of Pickens. What a nightmare of a game Pickens having as Hawkins comes in and drives the ball in towards the true centre-half forward position. Looking for Bright. Bright's got the mark, I thought, but it was play on call. In there for Collingwood was Smith and coming through nicely was uh, Rayburn with a ball. He's going to have a bounce in the centre of the ground. He's going to drive the ball up right into the true centre-half forward position. Jeffries is in front, but it's knocked away by Wiedemann. Coming in for Geelong was Boz, and strong play sees him drive the ball through. Irwin picks the ball up, but fumbles it. He doesn't like it too physical at this stage. Scramble of players, and umpire saw says, give it to me. And I'll bounce the ball midway between the forward pocket and half forward. There's plenty of evidence of just why Geelong have the best defence in the league. Yes, they're really strong at the moment and uh, quite fearless. Blake gets the ball down. It uh, comes in towards uh, it Banks there. Banks is laying on top of the ball and over the top of him was uh, Boz. And umpire saw said, yes, well, let's... Uh, 
Start and get the ball away from these packs, fellas, as he's going to bounce the ball in the identical position. Midway between forward pocket and half-forward flank members' side of the ground. Blake again gets it down towards Bruns. Bruns on to Peak. Peak knocks it on, but straight into the hands of Shaw. That's Tony Shaw. Kicks it in towards uh, the forward line, and Billy Pickin. Obviously playing in the forward line now on Jock Jack Hawkins, and something had to be done with Pickin. He's too good a player to be out of the game for too long. Too good a grab. And now all we need to see is whether he can uh, put it through the two sticks. He's not a great kick from centre-half back, but this time the pressure's on him as he kicks a drop punt kick, and he's kicked the goal, I think. No, he's offline. A bad miss, but still you can't expect him after all these years to be dobbing them through the centre, particularly from that angle. And Collingwood move on to six goals, 10-46, and Geelong are 8-11-59, and that's a 3AW Marlowe scoreboard. Well, you have advice coming there from Ricky Barham as Pickin took the shot for goal. Now the attention on Malaki at fullback. Kick, not a good one for him. It's dropping short. Peak, oh, strong play. Got in front of the pack and then wheels away. Too much pace there for Wiedemann. In towards the centre of the ground, a Collingwood player on the, on the ground. Ball taken away by Worthington. Back towards the centre. Kink gets the hand pass wide to Barham. Barham goes Goldwood into the square. Coming across is Malaki from behind, knocked away, and the ball out of play. Now that's Stuart Atkin who's uh, in trouble here in the hands of the trainers. In front uh, of the members' stand on the half-forward flank. Nothing going right for the Magpies at present. Five metres around from the behind post, the Collingwood team in attack. Over the top came Wiedemann. Chance there for Dacos, ridden to the ground, and the penalty goes his way. Now that's the, uh, the problem with that particular rule. He certainly lost possession of the ball, but just slightly ridden to the ground and Dacos made the very most of the opportunity threw himself headlong and picks up the free kick and should goal from here he's 20 metres out angle is okay about uh, 45 degrees Dacos towards the big stand the uh, big scoreboard and puts it through and that's Collingwood's eighth goal Yes, Dacos's third goal, uh, full of con controversy there, David. I, I thought he had possession, but uh, the Geelong player rode him into the ground and, of course, uh, charity free kick. OK, five minutes gone now, and uh, Collingwood needed that goal, and uh, they're now within seven points of Geelong, and uh, they need a couple more goals early in this quarter to really set up uh, enough play to go on with it later on in the game. Blake versus Moore. Moore runs in from the side. There's a free kick. Too many players in the centre circle by Collingwood. And Blake takes the ball and kicks it poorly off the side of his boot. And uh, it's marked over there, I thought, by Andrew Smith. But he recovers and punches it on towards uh, his team player in Banks. Finally, it's Bright coming through. Sees Lunn on his own. He takes the hand pass but fumbles the ball. It's picked up by Moore. Finally coming through for Collingwood was Worthington with that uh, heavily bandaged uh, ankle. But over the top for Geelong was Tui and Bernard Tui being helped up there by Jack Hawkins at, uh, on the centre wing position and Tui's going to drive the Geelong side back into attack. Over the back there was Mossop. It was punched away by him but finally picked up by Kevin Morrison driven back towards the centre wing. There for Geelong uh, was, uh, it looked like, down there Yates that came across towards uh, Blake in the centre of the ground and Blake runs around and kicks it down towards centre half forward. Blake up towards that spot. Overrun there by Worthington allows Reynoldson to come in from behind him. Gets the hand pass free. Chance here for Yates again. 
in towards centre-half forward. Good attacking football by Geelong rather than going round the flanks. The boys centred it back towards centre-half forward. Follows up again now. Whitcomb is there. Whitcomb drives in towards the pocket. Oh, Mark mulled by Moore. Coming out of the pack, uh, though, is Magra. Gee, that Collingwood defence is under tremendous pressure as Bruce Nankervis goes up from behind Barham. Claims the mark. Not paid, but he gets the penalty for a tackle that was too high. There's a Geelong player prone in the forward pocket and plenty of fists being thrown now as Nankervis plays on quickly. Oh, yes, uh, one umpire is watching play very carefully behind uh, here. It's uh, boundary umpire Carberry who's running across to uh, take a number here. It's Magro. Yes, it's, uh, it's Lund reported for striking Magro. No doubt about it. Umpire Carberry. The player down for Geelong, I would say, is Bright. OK, there's plenty of action as uh, Toomey has the ball for uh, Collingwood. Gets the hand pass across towards Moore. Moore has to run round his opponent. And that time it was uh, Yates and Moore towards centre field. Behind is Ian Nankervis. Thumped forward by Kink. Coming across is Malarkey. He's got a, a tack of the fumbles. Kink coming towards him. The kick off the ground by Malarkey is a good one. Finds Blake, who tries to uh, get it towards uh, Peak, but it's beaten uh, for the, the ball. Comes across towards Dacos. Dacos with the left foot kick coming in towards goal. Wiedemann! Marked it right on the line. Uh, behind. Behind. Goal umpire call for it. Well, that's conjectural. Okay. The decision stands as a, a behind, and it was bright down at the other end of the field, Rex. So there's a behind to uh, Collingwood. 7-11-53, Geelong are 8-11-59. Murray Wickham this time kicking to the outer side of the ground. Up goes Blake, and Blake's taken the mark. Played well in the uh, ruck today. Sees Hawkins in the centre of the ground. Kicks it nicely to him. Hawkins takes the mark and runs on and kicks the ball long, but no one there for Geelong. But the ball's favouring Mossop. Mossop picks it up and kicks goal number six. Oh, fortune follows the brave for Geelong. As Mossop read the play, went over the top of Byrne and Mossop making every opportunity, kicks goal number six for him and goal number nine for Geelong. Nine goals, 11, 65 on the 3AW Marley scoreboard and they lead Collingwood 7-11-53. Eight minutes of play gone in this third term. A very big crowd at the MCG being treated to very fast Geelong team that is causing all sorts of problems for the Collingwood side. And Bright limping off the field, limping and now being chaired off by two trainers. So Bright in trouble, a lot of trouble. We may not see him again today. Went down heavily in the forward pocket. The Cats undeterred. Go forward through Blake. Blake not kicking at all well today. Coming across is uh, Neil. Oh, a heavy tackle behind play. And uh, Mark Yates, I thought, put the tackle on uh, Andrew Smith a long way from the ball. Meanwhile, play has directed, been directed up towards the forward pocket, and that was a bad tackle and should not have gone unnoticed because Yates collided with uh, Smith while he was shepherding, and the ball would have been at least 20 metres away from that action. Now, it's starting to heat up here as uh, Geelong get the ball forward through Neal, and the mark is taken in the forward pocket. And it's Lund. Stephen Lund, the ball fell a little short, although we should give credit to uh, Neil for spearing that ball through the pack. And Stephen Lund, with this ball about 25 metres out, and Bright, Bright being looks going sick. off the ground. Bright looks right off very the ground. Sick. Lund, 20 metres out. There's Geelong's 10th, and they've opened up a three-goal break again on the Magpies after Collingwood closed the gap to six points. Yes, well, there's the break Geelong wanted. Uh, Ten minutes into this uh, third quarter, as the Geelong doctor and the head trainer take Bright up the race, he looks a very sick boy, uh, down behind play, and of course, 
Bruns going in to defend him has been reported for striking Magro by umpire Carberry about nine minutes into that quarter. 7-11-53, Collingwood trailed Geelong. 10-11-71 as umpire Storch comes in and bounces the ball. Moore versus Blake. No one gets a decisive knockdown. It comes down towards Williams, who's been a quiet player, but so has Peak, and they're probably uh, uh, not been very good players for their side because they just haven't dominated like they have in recent weeks. In comes Moore and thumps it down towards half forward, but uh, no one there for Collingwood. Banks is knocked out of the way as uh, Tui picks up for Geelong. He gets a poor hand pass. But there, Dennis Banks has been uh, tackled when he didn't have the ball by Yates. And Banks has taken the kick and going to kick it in towards centre-half forward. In there for Collingwood's William and over the back for Collingwood with a good strong mark. In front of uh, Jeffries was Billy Pickin, and this is probably what they need. Billy Pickin flying high at his best on the forward line, and he's certainly given them a lift. And his second mark in a matter of six minutes is going to give Collingwood a chance to put their eighth goal on the board. Not a great kick, Billy Pickin, as we know. He isn't the best of times with centre-half back, but... Uh, Surely he can make the distance here because he's about 35 metres out from goal. Give him 40, perhaps. Directly in front. Billy Pickin, 12 minutes into the third quarter, has kicked it poorly. Very poorly, as a matter of fact. Didn't kick through it at all. And umpire Taylor, the goal umpire Taylor, says one behind and seven goals, 12.54. Collingwood trails along 10.11.71. And that's the 3RW Marlow scoreboard as Malarkey kicks in. This is 12 minutes into the third term. 3AW's coverage of the qualifying final from the Melbourne Cricket Ground with the winner of this match to go on and play Carlton and the loser plays the winner of the elimination final at Waverley. Kink, the hand pass over his head, is sharked away by Featherby, who goes out wide. A two-man duel, Banks against uh, Yates there, and the bounce comes back beyond the two players, and they really didn't contest that at all. It comes out wide where it's taken away by Bruns. Bruns up towards Neil, the two redheads figuring in that passage of play. Oh, and a Collingwood player goes down. It's Andrew Smith, who's tackled hard from behind, and he'll take the free kick. Halfback flank, outer side of the ground, comes in towards the centre, looking for Moore, has Purchase on the ball, knocked away from him by jumping Jack Hawkins. And Hawkins follows up, he doesn't know which way to turn, gets the hand pass clear, Whitcomb, 30 metres out, goes goalward, Mossop shepherding, it's in! What a great goal! Well done, Mossop, and well done, Murray Whitcomb, with the accurate kick, and Big Mossop stood his ground, and the ball just dropped over the line like a... A rugby conversion dropping over the bar. Great goal by the Cats. Everything running for them because the bounce certainly favoured their players over there on the flank that enabled them to convert there. Geelong 11-11, 77. Collingwood 7-12, 54. And in 13 minutes of play, Geelong have added three goals to one in this third term. And that's on the 3AW Marlow scoreboard. 14 minutes into the third quarter. 23 points up to Geelong. Blake gets it down to Bruce Nankervis. Familiar left foot kick for Bruce Nankervis goes forward to the half forward line for Geelong. In there for Collingwood is Magro. He slips over in front of Bruns. The crowd giving the raspberry to Bruns. Over goes uh, the Geelong player in Whitcomb, but he gets uh, up. We see the ball come out to Rayburn, and Rayburn kicks it towards the centre wing. In there for Collingwood's kick is played poorly. Blake comes in to help uh, his teammate out in Bruce Nankervis, and Nankervis kicks it down towards centre half forward, but a strong mark by Magro. Yeah, it's a strong mark by Magro, and the crowd will tell you just who was the villain before. And Magro doesn't waste any time and drives the ball into the centre of the ground. Cross there looking for Andrew Smith, and Smith takes a good mark. 
behind Yates on that occasion, and Andrew Smith has got the ball. Uh, Halfback flank, out of sight of the day, Stennis Banks. Banks kicks it out towards Moore. Collingwood need more of this play. They need to get it going now as Moore sees uh, Banks moving up again once again, but he's overrun ball. Coming in for Collingwood was Dacos. Dacos gets it quickly onto his boot, up towards Mark Williams. Mark Williams can't take the ball, but coming in for Collingwood was Tony Shaw. His kick is poor. Comes in towards the forward pocket there, but coming in nicely for the Geelong side was Whitcomb. He ducks his head, but the umpire's going to give him the free kick, and I thought that was a poor decision. Bad decision. Yes, bad decision, and Whitcomb has the ball in the back pocket, member side of the ground. For all that, Whitcomb has been one of Geelong's driving forces in, uh, in their revival in the second turn. There's no doubt about that, and he's continuing his form in this, the third quarter, as the ball goes off hands, Warwick Irwin taking the ball over the line in front of the members' stand. Here's the throw in by umpire Carberry. Moore in front, plucks the ball out for the third time today and goes on with play. Directs the ball up towards the forward pocket. Up comes a pick and knocked away by Jack Hawkins and the ball out of play off hands. Big jumping jack over the top of Billy Pickham there. My word, the Collingwood uh, players really need goals badly. If this is any indication, Geelong will storm home towards the Jollymont end in the last term. This Jollymont end, the big scoreboard end, has been the, the scoring end for the entire match. Collingwood in attack. Umpire Soares watching play go. Who can come out of it? It's Featherby, that prolific kick-getter for the Cats. He drives it back towards the centre wing. Irwin in pursuit, but it's over the line between half-forward flank right and centre wing with Collingwood still in attack. Geelong, 22 scoring shots to 19. They led 77 points to 54 on 3OW's Marlow scoreboard in the qualifying final at the Melbourne Cricket Ground. Brilliant sunshine, magnificent September day, and a great day, great day to start the finals for the VFL in season 81. Blake, this time, plucks the ball away. Goes across towards Neil, spearing pass by Neil, looking for Reynoldson. Reynoldson waited for the ball to bounce, and it was an elusive bounce for him. He uh, still manages to double up, get it back towards Neil, go direct Geelong. Now in towards Bruns, Magro off his hands, spilt the mark. There are the booze again, and umpire Robinson comes in. There'll be a bounce. This is a fiery third term, to say the least. Attractive football, though. It's a great final at the Melbourne ground. 25 metres out with Geelong in attack towards the Richmond end. Plenty of Geelong supporters watching the game now, obviously, as Mossop goes up against Moore. Moore taps it down, but Featherby intercepts. It comes in towards an ugly pack of players. And it's going to be the Collingwood player in Dacos. Right back there in the full-back line, the goal kicker for Collingwood. And Dacos is going to relieve the situation for the Collingwood side at the full-back side. 17 and a half minutes gone. In towards the centre of the ground. Kink has done nothing. Uh, he's in there, but over the top comes Billy Pickin. Giving a little bit of bite to the Collingwood side as he hand-passed across to Dennis Banks. Banks uh, drives it down towards, looking oh. for uh, Wiedemann. Over the top was Jeffrey, going for the ball. And a scrimmage of players down there, and Jeffrey nearly pulled up. He was that high that he nearly grabbed the, the mark down around his ankles. That's how high he was. An umpire saws comes in and splits up the pack and bounces the ball. Wiedemann grabs the ball out of the pack. Oh, he has out. a chance. It's Brown, and they're rolling and rolling, and it's gone through. What a freak goal. <laughs> Malaki can't believe his eyes. Wiedemann grabbed the ball out of the pack, didn't even look at the goals. Give it a little bit of a slipper and through she went and of course Malarkey couldn't get it. And Collingwood move on to 8 goals, 12-60. They trailed Geelong 11-11-77 and that's the 3 at WMLA scoreboard. What a great goal. It's a magnificent uh, final here at the MCG. The 90-odd thousand people will certainly have had their money's worth by the end of this particular game because the Magpies jumped along in the early stages. They had five goals to one on the board after 17 minutes of the first term and now Geelong have 11 goals to eight up. 
Collingwood coming forward through Toomey. Drops it in short. Oh, beyond Taylor, the ball bounces. Gee, the, uh, the, the bounces are evasive on lots of occasions. Boss gets the hand pass free over towards Whitcomb, who's uh, having a uh, feast on that centre wing now in this uh, third and the second term before it. Byrne gets the kick away, dropped the ball onto the boot. Featherby's in uh, possession. Umpire Soares moves in and says to Featherby, you should uh, take this free kick against Toomey because Toomey didn't make any attempt to get the ball free of the pack. Now Geelong's starting to uh, do silly things. Still through Turner, they get the ball up towards half-forward. There were three of them there, and they sort of raffled the ball and were most indecisive, but Moore goes up on half-back and takes the mark in front of Little Bruns. Moore across towards centre-field. The two centre-men are there, but so is Reynoldson. Reynoldson, no, it's Yates. Yates, the left-foot kick. Back towards centre-half-forward, and Magro, courageous mark with Bruns going the other way, and again the boos go up. Magro drives uh, the ball across towards Tony Shaw, who's been a little quiet in this third term, who, uh, after being, I thought, the best rover of field. In this, in the, particularly the first quarter, he was a driving force between uh, in those uh, five goals of Collingwood early on. There's a free kick against uh, Geelong, and it'll be taken by Worthington. Centre wing, up towards centre half forward and beyond, looking for Wiedemann who's behind and picking in front. But the Geelong defence, what a mag magnificent set of defenders they are. Tui, he's uh, caught in possession, could have been penalised. Out comes Taylor, swings across towards Barham. Barham up high and the mark to Ricky Barham well done over the top of Murray Whitcomb and that's a great mark always looked to be the player in better position but then Whitcomb really put his body in hard and uh, it was a great and courageous mark by Ricky Barham Ricky fancies his chances from here looking for Collingwood's ninth goal they trail 60 points to 77 as Barham fires from 45 metres out a lovely kick Ricky Barham that's in a beauty that's Barham's second goal, and he's an inspiration to the Magpies. They want him really firing, but cu uh, currently I think Whitcomb is taking the points against the Magpies speedster. What do you think, Rex? Yes, uh, that was Barham's first decisive uh, win in this particular quarter. He had a good first quarter, but Whitcomb certainly put the brakes on him uh, in this quarter, and we certainly want to see more from uh, uh, Barham uh, from Collingwood's point of view as umpire Soares comes in and bounces the ball. This time it's Moore who gets the ball down. He's looking for Dacos, but finally Bruns comes in for Geelong's side. But Magro, once again of the booze of the crowd, comes in and he's defending well. He's done well since he's come on. Overrun the ball, but in comes Turner for Geelong. Turner will uh, repulse the attack and drive it back in towards the full-four position where Stephen Lunn has taken the mark. Around about 40 metres out, on a 45-degree angle, he's got a chance to put Geelong's 12th goal on the board. And he's really lining up deliberately. Looks like he's going to favour the drop punt kick from here. Definitely going to fire for the goal. Should make the distance. He fires. The goal umpire says it's all right from here. Straight through the centre for Geelong's 12th goal. And no matter what the Collingwood side do, Geelong come back with the answer. 12 goals, 11, 70, uh, 83 uh, Colling, uh, Geelong. And they lead Collingwood 9, 12, 60... Uh, Six, and that's Stephen Lund's second goal. Having troubles with your mats, eh? Yes, I was just <laughs> waiting for that bloke in the scoreboard. He's a little bit slow at this stage. Geelong have scored four goals in this term to Collingwood three, and they're holding sway by 17 points. We're at the 22-minute mark, and this is the qualifying final on 3AW with the compliments of Marlow, 
and uh, Downs and Sons as the uh, Cats get their machine going again. Up towards the half-forward flank in front of the member stand, northern stand at least. Tapped away, back towards Whitcomb, spears the pass looking for Reynoldson. Reynoldson has to make pace and he's got it for a big fellow, centre half-forward. Up looking for Mosser, but beyond the pack. Coming across is McCormick. McCormick drives the ball back towards looking for Worthington. Worthington goes high, so too does Lunn against him. Wheeling out of the pack is Dacos. Dacos on centre wing, up towards half-forward. Pickin' can't take the mark. Kink, use your weight, boy. He doesn't. He goes past the ball. Bruce Nankervis tries to take it. Tapped away by Blake. Finds the boundary line 10 metres away. And there'll be a throw-in. Almost dead set centre wing. Umpire Carberry with the ball. And he'll wheel the ball back into play as we find the uh, time clock showing 24 minutes in the third term. And Geelong lead 12-11-83 to Collingwood 9-12-66. Blake against Moore, and for the fourth time today, Moore plucks the ball out of the air. Uh, finds Dacos. Dacos grabbed high, and he'll take the free kick on centre wing. Yes, Dacos is all over the ground, trying to give Collingwood a lift, and he favours the torpedo punt. It's not a bad kick either. Going in towards Pickens. Pickens behind Jack Hawkins. Hawkins slumps the ball down, but Andrew Smith comes in and handballs it back towards uh, uh, Pickens. But over the top came, uh, it was looked like Worthington, far too slow. Finally picked up by Ian Nankervis. And Ian Nankervis, although taking a risk, runs around and kicks the ball back into the centre of the ground. But in there for Collingwood, and taking a very strong mark will be Andrew Smith. Number 50 for the uh, Collingwood side. Neil didn't punch on that occasion. And Smith plays on. Looking for Morris. But over the top oh. with Wiedemann. And I thought he took it. But then comes Kink. Kink's got a chance to take it. Bounce. He's taken a run and he's kept it. But it looks like he's hit the post. What a sensation. 25 minutes into the quarter. He was on the edge of the 10 metre square with no one in front of him. And he's kicked the ball and hit the post. Well, that's the way Collingwood are running at the moment. Nine goals, 13-67 Collingwood, trailing Geelong, 12-11-83. That's the 3AW Marlowe scoreboard. And for Geelong to put the ball back into play, it'll be Gary Malarkey. Great football at the MCG. The crowd, whether they be Geelong or Collingwood supporters or purely impartial, are really getting their money's worth down here in the sunshine today. Now Geelong from the kickoff from Malarkey, taken away for them by Bruns. He goes up towards goals. Looking for Mossop. Mossop is high. He's got it. Mossop's mark. Well, my word, that took five seconds to come from the boot of Malarkey to Bruns, who was unattended, had two bounces, then drove it long. Mossop made beautiful position to take his mark, and he's lining up for goal number seven. Who wants to play on Mossop? <laughs> Not me, thanks. <laughs> Mossop, from 10 metres out, drives and goals. That's his seventh and Geelong's 13th goal at the 25-minute mark of this third term. 13-11-89 they lead. Collingwood 9-13-67 and a 22-point break. Can Collingwood make it up, Rex? Not the way Mossop's playing. If ever a man is single-handedly taken on a side, it's, uh, it's Mossop. Collingwood just have no answers. What, who can they move down there? They just haven't got enough players. Umpire Robinson waiting for the boundary umpires to get into position. 25 minutes have gone and Geelong have bowled it. 89 play 67 as umpire Robinson bounces the ball. Moore versus Blake. Blake once again down towards Scratch O'Neill. An ugly scrimmage of players develops in the centre of the ground, but finally Tony oh. Shaw gets it. Smothered nicely by Boz. In comes Irwin. He doesn't want to pick it up, but he's going to get a charity free kick. No, no he's, he's not. not. Been paid against him. He wanted to get rid of it like a hot cake at that particular stage. And Whitcomb... Uh, 
took the ball as Morris comes off the ground and Graham Allen comes on to replace him. Whitcomb catches it long, looking for Mossop. Over the back was uh, McCormick. The coming through for Geelong was Bruce Nan Curvis. He was tackled and come down towards Tony Shaw. Finally, McCormick picks it up and kicks it out towards Ray Byrne, who takes the mark, kicks it nicely in towards the centre wing position, but Blake's there, should have held that one. Finally, Neil comes in and tries to get the hand pass on. Irwin has grabbed. It was a fringe free kick, no doubt about that. Irwin was grabbed when he didn't have the ball, and he's taking too long to get on with it. And he kicks it too wide on the centre wing, looking for Billy Pickett. Oh, yes. Who's nicely outmarked mark. by Ian Nan Curvis. Oh, what a great mark it was. And they shouldn't be going to the uh, flanks, Collingwood, now. They should be going right down the centre. And Nan Curvis, the Geelong captain, kicks it back to where it came. And Irwin didn't want that one. He uh, thought he'd the skipper was going to take for it, but it went over his head. Came down towards Tony Shaw. He gets a hand pass towards Taylor. Taylor hand passes towards Barham. Barham kicks high and long towards Wiedemann. But there's too many players over the top of him, including Blake and Jeffries, and also Malagi backing them up. And the ball is over the line and out of bounds. Half forward flank member side of the ground for Geelong. This is the third term of the qualifying final. And at the 25, 26 minute mark, Geelong have added five goals to three in this term. Indecisive uh, throw in there as the ball is trundled back towards the line with Weedham in, in pursuit. And also there was Taylor and Taylor took it across the line for the Magpies. Wiedemann in position to take the uh, the boundary throw in. Coming out of uh, defence was Jeffries. Twisting, turning, gets it across in the direction of Tui. Tui is uh, holding the ball a little bit too long. Allen with determination over towards Irwin. Back to Allen. Threads the hand pass up towards uh, Toomey. What's he doing at centre half forward? Fires for goal and he's offline. I think all the defenders are starting to think, well, if the uh, forwards can't kick goals for us, we'll do it ourselves. But by golly, they're atrocious in their kicking for goal. Tremendous pressure from Geelong. Of course, magnificent defence. Geelong, 13-11-89, lead Collingwood, 9-14-68. Big crowd at the MCG, brilliant day for football as uh, Taylor goes down for Collingwood and he'll take the free kick. No, it's Billy Pickin. Do look a little alike. Pickin right on the point of the square towards centre half forward. Here's Toomey. Long, long way down between centre and centre half forward. He's going back as though he'd like to pop this right through the goals. It's a long way out. Ball dropping about half distance in front of his Nan Curvis. Taken away by Toomey. Toomey to Taylor. Taylor's kick is smothered. Great defence by Jeffries. Nan Curvis, a little bit too long, gets the hand pass clear and it's gone through for a behind. Great defence by the Cats, but uh, Nan Curvis just a shade lucky there as Collingwood move on to 9-15-69. Geelong at 13-11-89, 28 minutes gone. Malarkey keeps a mammoth kick down towards the centre of the ground. Jack Hawkins, un uh, oh. unmarked in the centre of the ground, plays on nicely to scratch a Neil with a hand pass. And Neil kicks it down towards Mossop. Mossop's underneath it, over the back was Malarkey. But coming in nicely for Geelong with Stephen Lung. And that ball went down as fast as I've seen it in any game with Stephen Lund's third goal. Well, let's recap that. Malarkey kicked to Hawkins. Hawkins in the centre of the ground, hand pass to Scratch O'Neill, who kicked it nearly to the goal square. It went over the top of Mossop's head, and Stephen Lund ran in and kicked his personal third goal, and 14-11-95 Geelong leading Collingwood, 9-15-69. That's a 3 out of New Marlow scoreboard. It's easy to be very wise, but we've said it once today before, we could be seeing the Premiership team for 1981. Very hard to see them being stopped, Rex. 
Yes. I've got everything, the pace and the, the marking, very hard to counter. Yes, they're playing particularly well. Here's the bounce again. Blake gets it clear beautifully. Whitcomb doesn't have possession of the ball. Comes across towards Featherby, whose kick is high. Andrew Smith gets it down. Featherby buttering up for a second attempt. Comes out wide to Toomey. Toomey back towards centre field. The bounce eludes Rene Kink, who will double up now. Tries to get it free. Out it comes to Dacos, who's going back the other way, looking for Banks. Now Dacos tries the short pass, looking for Pick, and he's outnumbered. There's Blake taking the mark. Centre half back, two against one. Poor football by uh, Collingwood, and uh, the Geelong defence stands firm. As the siren sounds, and in that quarter, Geelong added six goals, exactly six goals straight to Collingwood, three goals, six, and there's the benefit of straight kicking. Goal scorers from Rex Hunt, and we'll have a look at the best players coming to the final term. Rex? Yes, goal scorers for Geelong. Mossop has seven, Stephen Lunn has three. Two to Stephen Reynoldson and one each to Featherby and Whitcomb. For Collingwood, Peter Dacos, three. Two to Ricky Barham and one to Tony Shaw, Williams, Kink and Wiedemann. Well, I'll run through the uh, Geelong better players and it's not hard to find them. It's worked down from the top. I thought Malarkey, of course, he's doing everything asked of him at fullback. Uh, Mossop, of course. Featherby's playing well. Tui on the back line. Blake controlling the rucks. Reynoldson at centre half forward. Whitcomb since he came onto the ground. Bruns a busy rover. Yates on the wing. Jeffries on the back line. You know, you can keep going and the Geelong team have very few four poor fl uh, players. Lund, three goals, as Doug Mason sitting beside us points out. Uh, three goals in that term, but seven goals, four by John Mossop at full forward. What about the Collingwood players? Would you care to comment on them? Well, uh, I suppose one interesting thing about Collingwood is who are they going to place on Mossop? And Gary Meadows said on air earlier on, who wants to play on Mossop? They just haven't got any or enough players to place them. Going down the Collingwood side, some of the better players are Tony Shaw, perhaps Billy Pickin in that quarter, Byrne, Mark Wiedemann, Dacos. But really, you're picking straws from the Collingwood side. They've just got too many holes and not enough plugs to, uh, not enough gaps uh, or, or plugs to put it back in because they, they just haven't got enough good players, the Collingwood side at this stage. And it's hard to see them, David, getting up, uh, you know, anywhere near Geelong in this final quarter. OK, that's three-quarter time on behalf of um, the Marlow organisation, Marlow scoreboard, 14-11-95, Geelong lead at three-quarter time. Collingwood 9-15-69 so the Maggie's staring a 26 point deficit in the face coming into the final term at the Melbourne Cricket Ground in this qualifying final and we'll be back on behalf of Downs and Sons to bring you the final quarter in just a few moments. Okay.